Hey y'all. And Nicole. Hi. <laughs> and tonight we were reviewing Midsummer, the second film by director Ari Aster. Uh, he is most known for his first film, which came out last year, uh, Hereditary. And I saw that with both of you, and I know we have some mixed feelings on his first film. I'll start with you, Jess. What do you think of Hereditary first, since that's, uh, you know, the same kind of horror movie? Yeah, so I had really, really high hopes for it, and it ended up not being the scary that I wanted, and it had this religious back turn to it, which... I did not find interesting or intriguing at all. And I think I'd have to watch it a second time because kind of knowing where the plot's going, I think there were a lot of symbolism that I missed out on. But all in all, it wasn't really what I expected. And I kind of walked out of it not really satisfied. Hmm. Yeah, what about you, Nicole? I don't really remember that movie. (laughs) I watched it. It's the one with the little girl with the odd face, Tony Collette's in it. Oh, yeah, they made a big stink about the girl with the weird face, and she was killed off in, like, five minutes. Sorry if you didn't see it, but, uh... I guess we just spoiled Hereditary, that's fine. (laughs) It was really stupid. I don't remember anything about that. I'm guessing if you've seen Midsummer, you probably saw Hereditary, I think. I think... So, at this point, Ari Aster, this is his second film, and his movies are... They're horror, but they're uh, not your traditional you know, jump scare kind of horrors. They're much more, they're, they're slower. First of all, um, they are much more about like the feel and like the overall themes. It seems like he likes to bring a lot of, um, religion into it or maybe like spirituality and, you know, different belief systems, which I can appreciate, uh, because they have that scene at the end of hereditary. That's pretty bizarre. And, you know, spiritual-esque and i think i appreciate that more in a horror film than just jump scares and i know jess is the resident jump scare horror fan so i know that's typically what when she goes to horror movies what what you're looking for jess i agree yeah um (laughs) this is kind of like a subset of horror i wouldn't i even wouldn't consider this movie we saw horror at all if someone asked me if it was a horror film i would say no absolutely not what would you classify psychological 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 thriller yeah more like that I feel like it's really an art house movie, like it, because there's nothing. I mean, there's pl- it, there's a plot, a general plot, but it's not about like keeping a tight plot. It's way more about you know, like the atmosphere you're in and like like how it's you know how, you're kind of have to be sucked into the world and just kind of. Oh, he definitely sets a scene for you know what he wants you to feel while you're watching this. It's not just point A, point B, point C. There's it's a ride. I found it more of a learning experience, like learning a culture and learning about people. It seemed kind of like a a history film or a documentary that you would see on Netflix, not really a movie with a plot. Yeah, it's it's loose for sure as far as that. I mean, there's a oh, there's the overarching plot about, you know, the the cult basically that they that they get introduced to, which if you've seen the trailers, I think you could deduce pretty quickly that's what the the bulk of the movie is. But uh so I'm going to give a quick plot synopsis as given here. Uh Danny played by Parts Few and Christian played by Jack Rayner are an American couple with a relationship on the brink of falling apart. But after a family tragedy keeps them together, a grieving Danny invites herself to join Christian and his friends on a trip to a once-in-a-lifetime midsummer festival in a remote Swedish village. And I am pretty surprised at how much time we... Act- I was a f- The biggest thing I was worried about was we wouldn't spend enough time in the, the village with the ceremony. Uh, we spend 
80% of the movie there. And it's a long, we should say it's a long movie. It's a two and a half hour movie. Um, it doesn't feel like that to me. I don't know about you guys. If you felt like it dragged, some people are saying this is too slow, but I thought I, I didn't think it really? felt that I didn't think it felt like two and a half hours. I mean, if if there's anybody to ask, I feel like it would be me in the sense of <laughs> length of movies. Yeah, and impatience <laughs> and, for just get to it already. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I don't think that it felt like a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I felt uh, invested quite a bit, and honestly, if it was a little longer, I probably wouldn't be upset about it. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree, too. I didn't feel like I was sitting there for hours or I had to take a break or looking around being like, God, won't this end? There were parts that were slower than others, but, I mean, that's just given in any movie. It wasn't something that keeps you on your toes, so you weren't constantly questioning what's going to happen next sort of thing, but you were sucked in the entire time. Yeah, I think I agree with that whole feeling of it all. And yeah, it definitely doesn't feel as long as, as the, the runtime would say. So if you haven't seen Midsummer yet, we're going to go in and spoil it. There's definitely some things to spoil here. Uh, and it'll be in theaters probably for a few more weeks. So go check it out while you have the chance. Uh, we rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria. And those are the characters, the plot, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the film. And we start off with Danny, who is our protagonist, and her boyfriend, Christian, they have a not so good relationship. Uh, Christian's friends, who is a, a kind of a motley crew of people, and they uh, they do not like Danny. They think she is difficult and dramatic and annoying, basically. Um, and Danny is dealing with her uh, bipolar sister, who has been threatening to kill herself for years. And we start off with a murder suicide. Her Danny's sister kills herself, and I think inadvertently ends up killing both of her parents. Uh, carbon monoxide poisoning uh, through the whole house with uh, the that cars. That was really the... fucking dark, didn't you think so? It's a dark I way agree. to start off. Yeah, it re- like right there, and all this is pretty slow. I know we just did it. I just talked about it in about thirty seconds, but it's about twenty minutes of this. I like a lot of the scenes here. I'll talk about that more in visual and sound, the way things are set up. I think he's a very visual director that I appreciate. Um, there's a lot of good use of mirrors and framing of the scene. The blocking's really good, and uh, yeah, when you see like that pull and shot through the house of the dead parents and. And then you slowly zip the bags over them. And then you see the sister with the with the like mask thing she's fashioned around her face to, to kill herself. And she's got vomit all down her face and her eyes are all bloodshot and open. It's it's a it is a dark opening. And then we get into like the snowy, the snowy outside and we get like our opening credits. But um, what do you guys think about this intro? I, I know we talked about it a little bit, but it's it's a dark plot, like plotting, but like atmospheric intro. Yeah, I agree. This set the scene for me, so I thought the rest of the film was going to kind of follow how the beginning went, just dark and maybe spooky, some deaths and spirits or something like that. Um, But then the film took a huge turn. It was nothing like the intro scene, so it was almost like this was a just a separate chunk of it. Yeah, I think it's like a tone setter a little bit. I mean, yeah, it definitely switches up here. We fast forward, it feels like a couple months um, and Danny and Christian are at a party with all their friends, and uh, Pele is like the Swedish friend, and he wants to take everyone back. He's like a transfer student. Yeah, he's a transfer student, and the other friend, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Josh. Josh. Jo- yeah, Josh. So yeah, Josh is the one black friend, and Marcus is played by Will Poulter, who people will know <laughs> from the comedy uh, "We're the Millers." Uh, I think is probably one to know. He- you recognize the face of him. Um, the this is our group of five. 
and they agree to go to Sweden. The guy with the thesis, Josh, it wants to do a thesis on a bunch of uh, different things in Europe. I think he ends up settling on the commune they end up going to, which is where Pe- uh, Pele is from, uh, the exchange student. And uh, it's the Midsummer Festival. It happens once every 90 years. And uh, they all go, and it's in this big open field and it's really nice um all the people there are wearing like these white cloak uh things like it's kind of how mad are we right now that danny has imposed herself onto this vacation because she can't stand the fact that her boyfriend's going without her i didn't get that impression i think that josh invited her out of guilt because he already bought her t- his ticket without letting Danny know. It's a lot of hair pulling out at the beginning here, but with basically with their relationship, they're just it's a bad relationship. They they shouldn't be together. But I think later on, anyway, for me, uh, Christian becomes horrible. I really don't like Christian later on. At the beginning, I'm probably more on Christian's side a little bit because Danny seems like just too much. But you gotta have sympathy for Danny because she's just gone through a horrible trauma. Um, but also, yeah, the, the imposition on the trip is definitely, um, uncomfortable for everyone. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about all that. Yeah. It's uncomfortable is a good way to describe it. I think here at the beginning and they, so yeah, they're, they're all in the field here. They're going to introduce everyone in the white robes and they all take, uh, mushrooms off the bat. Uh, this is pre white robes. This is just introducing them to his, uh, Pele's brother and a couple other people like the, um, the couple from the London, London and all. Couple. Yeah. Yeah. So they haven't met the, I feel the white like we- robes yet. I feel like everyone but them has. I feel don't don't the other people who are like native there have the white robes already? Do they not? I think uh, yeah. I think there was a couple characters. Everybody that does, did, but they haven't but got to the many. compound. Yeah, yeah, they haven't even got to the compound yet. This is just like a like a stop before that. They drive farther in. I know, but I thought the people in the compound always wear the robes. I didn't even realize they ever wore anything else, except for you know Pele and the other like um, people who go Mm-mm. outside to you know to basically invite people over. For well, the that's where they are at this point. That's where they take the shrooms. Okay, so they take the shrooms. Danny needs convincing. Um, more awkwardness ensues between the five friends. Uh, basically, Dan- Dan- uh, Danny and Christian and then the three friends, I guess. And we get uh, some weird tripping scenes. I love uh, Mark's reaction, uh, Will Poulter's character, when he's laying in the grass. Like, everyone just lay down with me. Everyone just lay down with me. He's he's freaking out. like, And... Um, Danny really starts to freak out, and I like the portrayal of a trip here, because I don't know if anyone's ever used hallucinogens before, I might have in the past, and I feel like this is one of the more accurate screen representations of a trip. It's not quite as, like, crazy cartoony as, as a lot of movies and TV make it out to be. Oh, no, I, feel like I this felt, is... I w- like, I was tripping at this point, too. It was, it was very, um, you know, you could, you could feel like you were in that scene with her, it was really creepy. It's the subtle, yeah, creepness of things around you and like the waviness of it all is, for me anyway, is much feels much more accurate to how things really are. And her sense of panic of having basically a bad trip because she's thinking of her self awareness of where she is and what she has done in the past like forty eight hours of getting there and everything is really intense. And we get our first like pretty like like not quite a jump scare and this is the perfect example of not being a jump scare where any other movie would be so cheap here and it's not um she goes into like this it's like an outhouse is it or like a little mm-hmm. it's something like that mm-hmm. it's like a little shack near the area where people like it's got a mirror in there and a sink and she goes in there she's trying to come off the trip and she sees real quick behind her we see um the uh, the dead sister yep. with the mask on 
and it just kind of closes the door, and then it re- and then it kind of uh, she fades out real quick. She sees her, we see her, but then she's kind of gone real quickly. And I like this a lot because another movie leading up to the shack would be like, and then she would go and look at the mirror, and it would be like nothing. And then all of a sudden it would be like, and then loud bang, and she's standing right behind her, and then hyperventilating. But there's no cheap musical cues to make you feel scared it just is scary and i appreciate that anyway yeah uh, definitely i agree with that jess i know you're the pop pop out scare person but does this still does this style work for you in that way no no i still like it i think um i did it really well It, it wasn't it was still dramatic without the music and i mean it startled me a little bit and Again, I thought that the parents were in her family were going to haunt her the entire movie. So I was like, okay, this is them coming to her to Sweden and all that. Um, so it, it was effective. I Even I so. <laughs> yeah, even so. Even if they don't show up to haunt her, you still have that haunting feeling. Because she's in this like ridiculous place after this tragedy in her life. And if you put yourself in her shoes, anything could could freak you out in this way. Everything just feels really visceral and real here. The t- I'm definitely already sucked into the world, and I think in order to really enjoy the movie, you have to be sucked into that world. And here, it kind of was a little hit or miss at the beginning when they're in the real world, or not the real world, but outside of the commune. But once they get to Sweden, once they're in the field and actually get to the commune right shortly after, I'm I'm sucked into the world. I'm totally there. I like our fish out of water characters. I like how they they all have different personalities and they kind of learn about it. And let's talk about the characters a little bit since we. We have, you know, our five core people, the British couple, and then uh, we get to the commune in the morning and we meet some of the other primary people who run the commune. Um, kind of little glimpses of each of them, but I'll start with you, uh, Nicole. Talk about what you think of the characters in this movie. Well, I like the dynamic of the boyfriend and girlfriend characters because we can see that they're falling apart slowly, but they're in this realm together and they have to fight through it together and she's desperately trying to hold on to him to be able to feel safe here so i really like that um you know how they integrated their relationship together i could probably live without the other characters even though i I understand what they're there for um the one guy's writing his thesis and that's why he wanted to go and he thinks this is amazing that he was invited i like the swedish friend pele that invited them i think that um you know in the beginning we think that his intentions are good and he's just showing them um his way of life so i really appreciate that i also like when we get into the commune and we see the different people that live there and you get her range of ages like children to adults and everybody plays a certain role in this community and it feels so real like I feel like I'm there and it's freaking me the fuck out (laughs) and maybe the only person I don't like is the girlfriend Danny but it's not because she was a bad actress it's because they put her in a shitty role and she did a good job of being that shitty person um overall i think that i would give these characters probably a four because i felt something towards every single one of them in their respective times like we get something from each of them and i appreciate their part in this whole movie yeah i agree with nicole when she says i like how they have the relationship between danny and christian kind of falling apart and we're watching them struggling to keep it alive and you know eventually they're going to break up. That definitely brought a dynamic to the movie because, you know, if they were in love and together as a unit, they would probably team up and 
you know, figure things out for themselves, but their communication is definitely off. They're suspicious of each other-ish, and it's just really forced and awkward to watch, but I do like how that makes the plot so much more complicated. Um, and I, I really like the friends. I Well, I didn't like Mark. I did not like Mark, but I felt like it would have been weird if I liked them all. <laughs> He's just that friend that you don't like, but you, he has to be there, so I, um, I was glad that he wasn't oh, there for didn't he piss long. you off so much all these dis- disrespectful things exactly. even if it wasn't like a religious commune even just the respect of being in someone else's home and like pissing everywhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's just like that friend of the group that you're just like oh my god can we just not go with him or leave him home but he was there for a purpose for that purpose and he served it well and the two um, English couple, you don't really get to know them too well. Um, so I really don't have an opinion. They weren't overly, they didn't leave a big impression or a bad impression. They were just there, but they, they served their purpose. But at the same time, yeah, they were vital because, you know, they showed an, another outsider's perspective and they were scared of being there and they tried to escape as well. And we're wondering at the same time why our main characters aren't trying to escape like these main characters were. That is true, yeah. Once they got introduced more into the religious or, I guess, their practices, they were like, nope, this is not for me, we're leaving. So I'm not going to try to spoil too much there. And apart from that, the main characters, even the side characters, all the women and all the men, they did a tremendous job. The acting was really good. It really felt like you were there with all the women singing and cooking and dancing and the men just eating. They all brought it all together. So I'm going to give this probably a four or five. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, I'm going to give it a four as well with Nicole. Um, I really like all of our outside characters, uh, our five group. Um, when I say like, I don't necessarily like them all as people. In fact, I really only like Josh as a person. Josh is the only one I can really, um, cause he's the one writing the thesis. Um, and, uh, we have a bit later where Christian comes up with a thesis and it's the almost identical to his and is a real shitty, uh, like not shitty, bad, but shitty, like, uh, just, frustrating subplot with the two of them and it's kind of like christian at the beginning i was kind of on his side with him and danny's relationship and as the movie goes i definitely switched more to danny's side um pele is a perfect uh like seems very friendly introducing him to this world i think from his point of view he is a good guy and that's the thing here is like you could kind of by the end of this frame the cult members is evil but i don't think any of them think they're being like it's just their way of life and like i don't think they're purposely malicious i think everything they do is is to them the correct way to do things um yeah mark's the douche friend but i think he needs to be here otherwise it's a little too happy-go-lucky um and uh yeah the british couple are are just a good additional not not a lot of character fleshing out but a good foil for everyone they're uh what the fuck is happening we need to get out of here thing that happens early on is in uh helpful to keep you know tension going um i guess my only reason it's not a higher grade is i would love to see more fleshing out of more cult members we get some of that one leader uh woman um we get little bits of the girl who has a crush on christian and we get a very visceral scene with her later um but i guess i wish i could understand their personal motivations more as part of this community i guess because they are kind of all a one mind like a hive mind kind of community which we soon learn it makes sense but i I would have liked to know more of them personally i suppose but uh yeah definitely strong 
And uh, so here is where the the rituals start, the weird shit starts. And I think we'll we'll kind of skip to the biggest, the first big thing. Uh, there's the dinner scene where this old couple is like carried out, and they're sat at the front of the table, and it's like this big zigzaggy X. Uh, it looks kind of like the breast cancer awareness ribbon. Is how it looked to me. I was getting more swastika, <laughs> so it's you know it's it's up to interpretation. Okay, somewhere between a breast, <laughs> somewhere between breast cancer awareness and a swastika. Uh, is this table um and uh i this is where i get the hive mind thing when they sit down everyone's standing and no one's doing anything and removing the you know seven or eight uh people who are from the outside are kind of confused and as soon as the old people sit down everyone else almost in exact unison without even looking like almost just knowing sit down and this is like my first indication that oh there is some sort of like larger mind at work here um, it's like and... a lot of religions, though, where the the matron or the hierarchy of the religion ha- hold all the power, and people cannot, you know, they can't function on their own unless the hierarchy or the the mother of the group is the one in charge. And like, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now because just watching this scene, like, it's fucking intense. And you know that nobody is acting upon anything unless those two people are acting upon it. And it really drives home the way that you're supposed to feel throughout the rest of this movie of what this commune values. And I just, oh my God, I'm already freaking out about it because it's just too much to think about. But I I really appreciate that scene that you're discussing right now. Yeah, it's a really unnerving, eerie scene. The the food all looks perfectly fine. Like, there's nothing weird about the food, per se. It's all about the ritualistic aspect of it all. And the first big ritual after this is they take the old couple up to the top of this, like, mountain. There's, like, these headstone kind of things at the top. Everyone's kind of gathered around watching. And uh, we... I kind of knew immediately what was coming once we got up here based on the tone of this movie. And I knew, you know, there has to be fucking terrifying things that happens. Uh, The old woman and the old man, one by one. First, the woman willingly just kind of falls off the cliff onto this giant rock on the bottom and splatters. And we see, we see some some face chunks flopping around. Like, it was very graphic. Yeah, and then the even more graphic, I think, uh, the man jumps right after her, misses the stone, breaks his legs, but is still alive, like, squirming on the ground in pain. Um, all the other commune members are writhing in pain on the ground as well. It's it's really, like, more of that hive mind mentality. I think that I read I that here. this movie is called some sort of slasher film, and I didn't understand why, but this is where they get into this gore slasher film. It's fucking gory. It's intense. It's like... Yeah, it didn't shy away from anything. It's all real, and it's all right there. No, it harkens back to that one scene in Hereditary where, if you haven't seen Hereditary, quick spoiler, Nicole already kind of said it, but um, where the, the, the little girl dies, she gets decapitated, we see the head rotting on the ground. It's a lot more of that kind of really visceral gore. It doesn't feel gratuitous, though. It all feels necessary and, and plays with the plot, and it plays with um, it's meaningful, Danny's vision. It's for sure. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not gratuitous. It's not gore for gore's sake. It has a purpose. And Danny is having the flashbacks to seeing her dead parents and her dead sister at the rock, and it's kind of like uh, psychedelic. They they kill the man. They finish him off with the giant mallet that they carry around. They kind of you know do the explanation. Oh, this is their time to go instead of letting our old people just rot away and slowly become more and more useless when we hit a certain age i think it's 72 uh you know they have this nice last dinner and then they willingly 
die. Like, they willingly sacrifice themselves for the greater good or whatever. And then the new children will have their names, and that's kind of how this little society works. Um, and I like the little bit that uh, I think Christian says is like, uh, well, they would probably think putting old people in old folks' homes and letting them rot away for the remaining years is inhumane. So, like, I mean, obviously to our Western <laughs> senses, this is a, a very uh, uh, extreme way to handle aging. But, uh, you know, it's a it's a thing to think about. I, I like that little beat. And um, we're going to get into a lot of visual and sound stuff later. And I the plot for me, doesn't really get a lot much clearer. We start to get little beats of the community kind of swallowing up our protagonists. So I'll start with you, Jess. If you could try to describe and rate the plot of this movie, please do so. Yeah, this is so difficult because I feel like it's not a plot. It's not your typical beginning, opening, rises to a climax. There's a pivotal event falling action and then a conclusion it's nothing like that i that's why well, there, i mean there kind of is but it's not like a structure oh yeah I definitely guess. not it's all over the place and there's no real it just for me it just feels like you're sitting here and you're learning something you're sitting here and it's like an anthropology or sociology class and you're just learning about a culture and we are danny um or josh and we're just trying to understand the dynamics of how um the society works so I guess if I were to talk about the plot, how slowly they realize that everyone's getting killed off, um, the way their society works is they're all in unison, they're all together, and I can't, I, I really can't talk about, I don't know, why, why'd I have to go first? This is so <laughs> hard to talk Sorry, about. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, but uh, <laughs> I, I'll go to Nicole and then I'll give my thoughts and then maybe that'll, that'll help clear Give us some clarity <laughs> within each other. I don't know. Nicole, yeah. what do you think of the plot of this? I mean, my God, I hate this movie, but in the best way possible. I <laughs> I hate how this movie makes me feel because it's so intense. It's got so many things going on, but you know in your heart of hearts that this happens somewhere and that they're bringing this culture to life. Obviously, we don't know per se if this is a real life thing, but... The fact that you feel anything means something, and I'm scared of it, but I love it. Well, we get into a little bit uh, later on the underlying reason of why Pele's friends are here, and you get goosebumps because this is a fucking real thing. I can't stress this enough. This is, feels so real, and I feel like I'm here. I feel like I'm her sometimes, uh, Danny, and, I, and I'm scared because I would never want to be in this situation but everything that they portray in this film and all the visuals and all the you know senses that we get through everything I'm terrified and all I'm doing is sitting there watching it and to me that's the most brilliant thing that this director could have done was make me feel like I'm there and feel like I'm stuck here like she is and holy shit like I'm I'm telling you I'm having goosebumps right now. I'm so serious because <laughs> it's just a scary movie. It's scary because it's, it's it could be real life. I mean, I, I feel like the plot of this movie, I just, I, I give it a five because, you know, if, wow. if you look back to what we've discussed in prior movies, I've never felt this way about a movie before. And I've never thought about it this hard. And I never had such a confusion about it afterwards. And it's... It's pretty legit. It's it's fucking amazing. 
I can't wait to watch it again because I want to feel it that way again. I can't say I have as under the skin feeling as you did. Um, I feel like it's kind of like three guys sat down and they're like, okay, we need to make a religion. What are the rules? How's it going to play out? And we're kind of like in the minds of this whole society. I don't think I got as creeped out, but I mean, I can definitely understand what you're saying from that perspective. I just felt like it was just, again, something that I was learning. I think I'm kind of in between you leaning towards Nicole um, on how I felt watching this and watching the plot unfold, or the plot as it is. Uh, I'm going to give it a four or five because it's you can't it's hard to really descri- describe if i did sum it up in a sentence it basically outsiders go into a cult and and learn to adapt to their ways in different ways and that's kind of but it's i mean that's as simple as you could really make it but the journey we take especially with i think danny and christian are definitely the two we follow the most because well, as as uh, just said we start to lose other characters um it's really, I am immersed in the world. And uh, I, I've talked about it real quick. I was reading some other reviews. This is another one of those movies where the critics are higher on it than the audience. The audience is kind of middling. Um, and I was reading some of the audience reviews and they're like, boring, slow, one of the worst horror <laughs> movies I've ever seen. I'm like, and it disgusts me that there are these people who are saying these things. I don't believe that at all. I'm really upset that people feel that way. Get off your fucking phones and just watch the thing and feel. Because if you can't, I don't like you. I, I'm I can very understand upset. if they're going into this movie thinking it's going to be like it, something like that. And they're like, this is not what I expected. But yeah, it's still, still something to appreciate nonetheless. I understand that it was advertised as a horror film. So you're marketing to people who are going to go, like, this isn't, what's that, what else is that right now? It's not Annabelle Creation. It's not going to be like that at all, or whatever the hell that movie is at right now. Like, it's just so much different than that. And they have to advertise it like that so that people will watch it. And then you're going to get all these people coming in and saying it's the worst thing they've ever seen because they've never watched a movie that is like this because they're uncultured and swine. Um, I, uh, you can dislike this movie, but you have to have reasons. I don't like the, it's boring and slow. That's a terrible reason not to. Anyway, uh, it's a 4-5 because I'm really immersed, and uh, I think the plot uh, is 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 nebulous, but always I'm always with what's happening, I guess. And not to bog it too much down, because we're going to kind of breeze through this next part, as Jess said. We start to lose people. Josh, we lose because, well, he's uh, looking at, like, this ancient book. And then there's also... Wait, you have to say who, uh, ri- Mark, who writes the book. This um, little child uh, who is a product of incest, um, who's severely physically This deformed. has to be, like, their their god if you want to put that in quotation marks because I think they call him an oracle they uh, yeah they like... they're very dependent on ancestral life and that must be like the all-knowing and whatever the god of the area because you know any other culture sees someone who has deformities as like wrong or you know not a part of their culture but this culture sees the person with deformities as like they're they're on a, they're on a pedestal and they wrote the fucking bible if you want to call it that and like that's amazing. Yeah, I think they described it as he sees the world unlike we do. So we need to kind of depict on what he's writing to have more clarity. Yeah, it's it's uh it's their um yeah, it's their way of seeing the world from an outside perspective and that actually is brought up is don't you with such a small community don't you have a problem with incest and then 
it's slowly revealed Pele's like, well, we kind of have to bring in outside people who, you know, want to willingly join us so that we can have, you know, new blood and not have those issues. There's thing about cousins and taboos and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of, are you guys getting the sense that that's what Pele has decided that he's bringing his friends in to be like a part of this commune now? At this midpoint in the movie, I'm like, especially because I think the first people, I know I talked about Josh first, but the first person people we actually leave or lose are the, um, are the two, uh, British, the British couple, they, they get separated and, um, they say they're taking them to a train and obviously they're just taking them away. And I kind, of, I kind of, at that point, I'm like, yeah, they've brought people in to be a part of this thing. And if they aren't going to be a part of it, they're, they're not leaving, especially with their whole secrecy and don't take pictures of the book. And, and, um, the only reason they let them do the thesis is, well, I think because the cult does not plan on letting them leave, uh, leave yep. at all. So, um, I mean, yeah, and then Mark we also lose because he he pees on the sacred tree, um, and where they where they leave all the ashes of their ancestors. And, I was uh, talking about eat. this earlier. I'm pissed off, even if that wasn't the sacred tree. Like he's just a scumbag to begin with. <laughs> like who does that in public in like this weird place he doesn't know? I hate it. Yeah, he's made to be not liked. No, yeah, he's. I mean, he, he, he's the only one where you're like. He needs to die. Like, okay, fine. Uh, you know, you feel kind of sad about the other ones, but at this point, uh, we also have another dinner scene where Christian has a drink that is slightly different colored than everyone else's and finds a pubic hair in it. And earlier in the movie, we saw like this long tapestry that it's basically the story. It feels like the story was <laughs> a, wo- a young woman wants to make a man love him, so she cuts her vagina. <laughs> And <laughs> spills her blood into his into his drink and food, and that will make him love her. Am I getting? I, mean, I think I'm. Is that's that, pretty I, much Nicole, it. I know you noticed it. Yeah, that's yes. pretty much it. It was basically that's the story of that comic. Yep, that's their comic strips. These are the they're things very, that I love because very different than Dillard. Um. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck thinks of this? But at the same time, like this could totally be a ritual for this religion or whatever they are. I just fucking love it. I think it's amazing that he thought of this. It's so gross and weird and we're like, ew, thinking about it, but it's a thing. Like, it's reproduction. Yeah. Oh yeah, they definitely make this whole thing realistic. I, You know, it made me you know, physically ill about just all of it. Like, but like just the, the thought behind it as well as the act itself, but it, it you know, it, it fits in here. And uh, we're pretty much to the point where, um, I mean, I'll just skip to, uh, we, we have all the middle parts. All we have left is Danny and Christian and they have the queen festival, May the queen. May queen festival. And, I don't think Danny realizes she's in this contest per se, but she's basically dancing around this the that that bit. What is it called? It's the well, flower. she got shunned because they told her if she's gonna live there, she needs to be a part of the culture of the women because they were mad at her for whatever reason. So she needed to go cook and clean and everything with the women. So in turn, well, she, she must be a part of this May Queen festival. Yeah, and um, so she's she's dancing around, with, and she's kind of hallucinating during this too. They all are. Oh, they all um, drink they the even, tea. Here's mm-hmm. yeah, that the motherfucking weird... tea. <laughs> oh yeah, that stuff looks good. I'd I'd, I'd take a drink of that. Um, and they so they're just hallucinating around this gi- the giant. Uh, I know it's called something. I don't know the what maypole. it's called. It's giant. Is it called a maypole? 
sure. <laughs> I thought that was really what it was called. I didn't know you were just bullshitting. <laughs> there is something called a maypole, but she's the May Queen, so why not? Fine. We'll call it, because I don't know what it's actually called. We'll call it the maypole. maypole. The dancer on the maypole, as people fall over, I guess, during their dances, where it's a, it's like a ring around the rosy square dance crazy thing. Um, and the last one standing, and we don't really know this, but we kind of learn it as we go. Kind of, we're kind of in Danny's shoes. We learn it as she's going, and Danny ends up winning the May Queen because she's the last, uh, the last one standing. And uh, there's a whole festival for her, and she gets taken off in a chair and a chariot and uh, covered in flowers. And how are you like feeling at this point that she's so invested into this community that she's now become the May Queen? What do you feel right now? I feel like I just got sucked. I feel like I'm sucked in, just like she is. I feel sucked in. I'm like, all right, I guess this is what we're doing now. <laughs> like, I, like I can't. I feel like like slowly swallowed up by this world. It felt it felt so like they so subtly took over. They took over the story. They took over this movie, like the the cult did, but really like slowly and and masterfully. Uh, Jess, what did you think? Yeah, I was surprised she was the May Queen because in the very beginning scene when Pelly was talking to Danny about the trip. He specifically showed her a picture of the May Queen with flowers and how beautiful she is. So to fast forward into the part where actually she becomes a May Queen, it's like, wow, that's kind of like how it ties together. But I was also not expecting an outsider to be considered the queen of that society. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I am so uneasy at this point. When she becomes the May Queen, I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. She's stuck here forever. (laughs) Like, this is, there's no getting out of this. Like, she just solidified her position in this community because they will never let her go at this point. And the fact that she took all these hallucinogens at this point to make herself, they give a great visual of this. Like, you're, the background is floating and her eyes are bugging out and the one flower is pulsating the whole time. Oh, it gives you chills when you watch that poppy <laughs> flower. And when she went to the May Queen, you're like, mm, that's it. She's done. She's there forever. Oh, I got chills thinking about it. This one give me chills. <laughs> and so like this, like, let's talk about the visual and sound here. Cause you're talking about like the pulsating flowers and like all like the weird hallucinogenic stuff. I'll start with uh, on the call. I'll let you continue. What do you think of the visual and sound of this movie? I have to give this movie another five for the visual and sound because the, the, the visual of this, the colors and the brightness, you know, what they do when people are high under the influence of these mushrooms and things. And I put myself in that situation and you know if you want to be like this I felt high in my seat I felt in there and my surroundings felt cloudy and you know swirling and I put myself in the shoes of Danny of her wanting to fit in because she's there for nine days but at the same time oh god I just put myself into the May Queen position for ever and what would I do in this situation type of thing? So I definitely felt this um, based on what they put in front of me. And I thought it was beautiful. This place that they were in was just magnificent. And it was bright and colorful, which gives you the, you know, opposition of what this place really is, which is death and scary and unfamiliar. And I just thought it was absolutely brilliant the way that they combine these two things. And for me to feel... Like, I'm in a movie says a lot because I never feel that way. (laughs) I am also going to give this a solid Cinco. Not only were the visuals really nice, but it's also (laughs) the camera work. Um, 
a lot of the scenes made me dizzy just because the way the camera was angled or it circled around from um, a different kind of view. It's not nothing you would see in a regular movie. And for the visuals, it's basically all in this setting. You're only on this grassy town. All you really see is white flowers and green and that's it. But they do a really good job honing in on the simplicity of that. There's nothing out of the ordinary that would really we would traditionally say, oh, that's a great shot. That's awesome. But it's kind of like they just took that society and made the best out of it. And they also had a lot of um, really cool shots, like the dinner scene, how you could hear the clinking of the silverware go from the top to the bottom. That I think that's probably, yeah, that's oh, my yeah, favorite that really sound um, that we heard. Or even all the, when, I guess one of the rules is when somebody has an emotion, they all share the emotion. So if someone's crying, they all start crying. That sound there oh so creepy it is but it, it oh, yeah. did really well in the sound category too because it's just nothing you would su- suspect but it's done so well that's what horror means during this film it's not horror of scary jumping out pop out it's horror that this could fucking happen to you and you're stuck and you're scared and you're alone and you have no idea what's happening i would have definitely scary. been that british couple that would have been like where's the next train out of here <laughs> <laughs> i probably would have been like uh i don't know who i would have ended up being i guess kind of like josh i would have been curious i probably wouldn't have left right away i would have been curious i think um but i think if correct me if i'm wrong if you guys can remember this is our first category where we've all given it the perfect solid cinco i give it a five (laughs) as well this is an excellent excellent movie visually and a very very good movie uh sound wise visuals are great and I, i go back all the way to the beginning with some of the mirror shots i was talking about you can feel the distance between the couple in the beginning because of some of the shots they do and the and the the coldness between all the friends and how awkward everything is uh the opening shot where they're dying uh all the stuff in the fields the flowers uh, uh the the dinner scene the the visceralness of the kills and the deaths that we see when they jump off the cliffs it's and just terribly beautiful just, it really is everything is beautiful it is it's just everything is just shot so well i think personally and um and sound wise yeah uh, like uh just saying the sound effects are great the score the weird um that weird like uh string band that harsh strings that come in throughout mm-hmm. this movie really fitting and and it, it's uh yeah, I mean, I couldn't improve much. I, I, I can't even knock it down to a four or five. There's not enough bad to knock it down. It's, it's a five. It's really good. It's a strength of the movie, a movie that I think is pretty strong on its own uh, accord. And um, I will talk about the last two big scenes we haven't talked about first. Uh, while uh, Annie Danny is being uh, crowned the May Queen, Christian has been drugged and groomed to to participate in this ritual, uh, in which she. Bangs the girl. She has sex with the girl, uh, Maja, uh, the one who's had a crush on her, and with the female elders all surrounding them naked. And it's this big, crazy, orgy-ish scene. It's not an orgy because it's the two of them having sex, but, like, they're, like, getting in it. Like, the one's, like, sticking her hand in his, uh, on his ass, and, like, and they're all moaning in unison. <laughs> so and and then Danny catches a glimpse of it, and she's screaming and having a panic attack and crying in the barn, and all the other women who are helping her during the May Queen Festival are all around her screaming and crying in unison, and we get shots intercut of that, and it's just, 
it's such a oh, it's a, I'm I'm like gripping like my seat when I'm watching this. I'm just like, oh my god, I because I've been inside this world the whole time and I feel it. I feel it so much. Um, and uh, Danny, as uh, part of the end of the festival, as May Queen, has a choice to make. Um, we see the yellow barn that's been on the outskirts this whole time. We've seen it in glimpses, but haven't really uh, talked about it and gone into it. Um, there is a nine-person sacrifice that has to be done for outsiders, four cult members, and a final living victim as selected by the May Queen. Um, the four outsiders are Josh, Mark, and then the, the British couple, Simon and Coney. The cult members are two elders that have like sticks and trees growing out of them. That, that, that was interesting. Uh, as well as the two living volunteers. One is Pele, uh, the friend, and his brother, uh, Ingmar. And the final person as chosen by Danny instead of being... Wait, uh, Pele was decided to be a... Sacrifice. Pele was in there, yeah. Pele and oh Ingmar were God, both in there. The two brothers. Remember they were in the fire? <laughs> they were all in there to be lit on fire oh in the thing. Oh my God, I had no idea. It's a big like, effigy at the end. <laughs> and Danny can either choose the last outsider, which is Christian. a Christian, or he can select, I think, a lottery-selected villager. And she chooses to burn alive her, at the beginning of the movie, boyfriend, Christian. Um, yeah, because she he cheated on her with a woman, and she fucking blew that shit out of proportion. <laughs> but whatever. It's, I mean, yes, if we look at it from an outside lens, we can say that. But I think once we're in the whole movie, like her her mind and way of thinking has been warped. Oh, she's by a this fucked world. up person forever. Yeah, and Christian is. I mean, he's been drugged and shit this whole time. He's paralyzed actually because they they spray him, they 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 blow that uh, powder in his face. Uh, the the villagers do. So he's in a giant bear suit that they that they fashion for him. <laughs> uh, part of the ritual, I guess, to have that living sacrifice. Um, but that's you know the end is they burn the the little hut and all of our outside characters, including a living Pele, Ingmar, and Christian, uh, all burn. As uh, you know, the cult celebrates, and and Danny crying with the horror, and like, but also is smiling because she's like, now I'm. She's the family. Like, she yeah, she is the family that she wanted because her family was gone. So I guess the cult wins. <laughs> like they they got a new kid on the way because of the because of the uh, impregnation by Christian, presumably, and they got a new May Queen. So cult wins. Crazy ending. The uh, this is the time to talk about the uh, resonance and feel of the movie. I will turn it over to you, Jess. Yeah, I feel like in every topic that we've reviewed, it's all leading back to resonance and feel. All we talk about is how sucked in and how much we feel this movie. But what my favorite part is when um, Pele tells Danny um, the story about how his parents died to make her feel better about how her parents died. He says that when I was little, my parents died in a fire, but it's all good. It's all okay because I'm part of this community and I just felt like I was in a big family. So that concludes to the end. I wonder what that fire was. Yeah. So no, that totally ties in the (laughs) end where um, Danny is now part of the family. I think that was probably the best part that really clicked for me and it just made the movie make a ton of sense. So I think I, I have to give this a five. There's, I don't. I don't know. Um, five or a four or five. Again, like you said, Brendan, there could have been a little more kind of knowing the individuality of each of the members. We could have done that a little bit, and I think that would have held more feel. But I think that also would have taken away from, I guess, knowing the society as a whole. 
So I don't know. I'm I'm between the two, but it's it's very very high. What do you think, uh, Nicole? I mean, I think I give this movie a five as well because I'm still scared of it in the best way possible. I'm scared of it. I'm scared of how Danny feels after she gets that May Queen you know title and she realizes that she's stuck here now and they all worship her and everything that they do revolves around her being that may queen and you know understanding that whatever happened with her boyfriend was supposed to happen because this is what the cult feels is necessary you know they're supposed to find their mate and she found her mate in christian and when he becomes this paraplegic like dead but alive person and they put him in the bear suit (laughs) i was so fucking scared but you understand what scared feeling i have like this could have happened to anybody and i i just love the feeling that they gave me throughout this whole movie i am horrified at their situation i'm horrified at what's happening but i completely understand what's happening and i just love the combination of knowing that this could be a real life thing but if you were ever put in this situation what would you do and it just felt so right and it felt so good to see this played out the way that it was i have to give it a a perfect score as well yeah it's crazy how we're all like saying it's scary and horrific but if you when you're watching the movie these are like the nicest people like they talk to you they care about you they feed you nothing about them seems evil except for just some of their twisted rituals such a creepy feeling you just so you just feel so eerie about it because you are right like this is a caring community and everybody looks out for each other but the underlying feeling is they kill people and there's death all the time because that's what's supposed to happen and that's what's right for the society and the old people need need to die because they need the newer people to come in and when you hit a certain age you die and they watch it and they all cry together like Ew, I hate it. <laughs> but it makes sense. It really does. Yeah, and Pele brought all his friends here for a purpose. That was the most twisted part, I think, when you realize they were all here to die. <laughs> I don't think I have much to add for you guys. I mean, I think you guys pretty much covered it all in the Resonance and Feel. I'm going to land on a 4-5 just because, I mean, I reserve the 5s for Resonance Feel for, like, just really just... Usually I have to cry, honestly. I mean, I know this isn't really a movie one would cry at, um, but, I mean, I am in it the whole time. I, f- I am sucked in. I guess the beginning takes a little while if I had to be a real harsh critic, but no, it's it's uh, you're there the whole time, and that's really a really a big a tip of the hat to the movie. So 4-5 or five for me, and I think I know everyone's score here, uh, but I'm going to start with you, Nicole. Uh, would you recommend Midsummer? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) If you are someone into that's into like different cultures and different, you know, aspects of life around what you aren't familiar with, like I would watch watch this again in a heartbeat because it makes me feel so freaked out and weird. But I know that there's somewhere in this world that this is fine, and. I don't normally say that for things. I don't normally want to watch something again, but this makes me want to watch it again. And to be all tingly about it, I'm like, fuck, this is scary and creepy. And 
so honest <laughs> and the way that it was put together and the visuals that they gave us throughout and the beauty you know the way that this was shot and the lighting and everything about it the character development fucking scary and perfect <laughs> it's perfect totally jess would you recommend uh, midsummer no i would recommend it too um my movie memory is horrible but this is like one of the few movies where i will remember most of what happened and how i felt during it and i like talking about with other people and seeing their take on it as well yeah there are some big unforgettable scenes in this that and that's a that's a tell point something i really look for in movies something i will not forget something i haven't seen before and i think this movie has quite a few chunks of that so yeah it's another recommend for me across the board recommend and i i don't want you guys to we don't have to get into it too hard we all saw hereditary his first movie i think it's safe to say we all like this better than hereditary correct yes yes mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I, I like Hereditary as well. I think I'm the only one here who would probably recommend it out of the three of us, but um, this is definitely an improvement in my opinion, too. So, uh, three recommends for Midsummer, and uh, yeah, that's uh, we got we got other movies coming up. Uh, more theater reviews, more streaming reviews. Uh, if you want to get in uh, touch with us in the meantime, though, uh, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, and I am Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram if you want to message me. I think me. our our uh, our poll ended, too. Yeah, I think I mentioned it on the Spider-Man episode that came out on Monday, but um, we did end our Films with the Women in My Life tournament uh, top female directors of all time. We started with 32 of the greatest female directors, uh, and we got down to our winner, and it was Sofia Coppola. Uh, and so we will review one of her Ooh. movies in the coming weeks, possibly next week, maybe the week after. Which one well, that's, does everybody want us to review? Well, that's what I would like people to suggest. I think I know which one we're going to do. I think Mama K is, there's a Sofia Coppola movie Mama K really likes, uh, I think probably in the top, top t- uh, 25 for her kind of movie. So I think she'll probably lean towards that one. I'd be open to do... I've seen a couple of her movies. I'd be open to do pretty much any of them. Um, I don't know if you get one, either of you want to join, but we will, we'll talk about that off air. But yeah, those are the places to reach out to us if you want to suggest what Sofia Coppola movie you'd like to hear us review uh, in honor of her winning the tournament. Um, I think that's everything for now. We have another bonus episode coming out as well. Uh, I don't want to spoil what that is. Uh, you'll see that in your feed coming up if you subscribe. So I think that's it for this episode. Uh, Jess, Nicole, thank you for being on for Midsummer. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, thank you. And until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.